0: This is Wildcat Dojo Conversations.
1: You need to know that Kendo is where two people fight with bamboo swords. The swords are made of four pieces of bamboo held together with leather strapping, and the tip of the sword has leather covering it. With that in mind, here's a story from our friend, Sensei Rob Carbone. Who, by the way, you can see Dukata on our YouTube channel, Wildcat Dojo. Good one, Landon. Okay, here's the story. He wrote to me and said, "Do you remember how Master Collegian would have an extravaganza every eight or ten years?" And we're answering, "Yes, we remember." Yes, yes, yes. Well, in one of them, I was sparring, and I being Sensei Carbone with Sensei Steve, and we were going at it quite hard in our match, and the tip broke off of the shinai. Master Collegian didn't want to stop the match, so he allowed us to continue sparring. I'm not sure if at the moment he didn't realize the danger or if he figured we would be able to handle it. But when I did a thrust towards Sensei Steve's throat, the shinai found its way into the face guard. Oh. Now, as you know, he writes, the face guard is made of slatted steel. And since the tip was missing from my shinai, the bamboo rods went right through that face guard. Thank God the thrust was high and went toward the top of his head. Luckily, it just flared above his hair. Because if it was a little bit lower, I probably would have blinded him. Although there are plenty of takeaways from that day, the one I remember is always stop and get a new Shania if the tip comes off. (laughs) That's funny. And I want to say good advice, right guys? (laughs) Excellent Excellent. advice. Thank you, Sensei Rob. What a great way to start the show. (laughs) And now welcome. Of course, I'm still Sensei Michelle. And I'm still Sensei Jackie. And I'm still Lannan, believe it or not. Back from the busy world of a young adult. Us yes, I'm here today, and then you won't see me again for a few weeks. And then gone, <laughs> and then gone tomorrow. Yes. You know, Sensei, I know you
2: usually introduce the guest, but I'm doing it today because I am super excited that we finally get to get Sensei Jerry on the show.
3: Finally. I'm really excited too. Hey, Sensei. Hi, Senseis. Hi, Landon. I am very excited to be here as well. I am an avid listener and super excited to be part of the show.
1: I know you're a big listener, and I appreciate it so much. Sensei Jerry teaches karate in Lake Worth, Florida. If you're living up that way, look her up at the Green Acres Community Center. She's been a karateka for an extremely long time, and she also works in human resources at a hospital down here in South Florida. Okay, guys, let's get to it. The original idea for this show was a philosophical concept called the Four Poisons of Kendo. And when I started doing the research for it, I realized that duh, we should do a little background on kendo before <laughs> we get to the poison part. That sounds like a good idea, sensei. So this episode is going to be jam-packed. You ready to get started? Uh, sensei, let's uh, quickly name our sources. Good idea. A lot of this information comes from our own
2: experiences. That's true. But we fact-checked and added information from Yamataridojo.com, Japanese wiki, kendo or JP and kendoniagara.com, kendo.org.bt.edu, and one of our favorites, the Overlook Martial Arts Dictionary by
1: Farkas and Corcoran. Thanks, Sensei Jackie. Landon, before COVID, we used to have a yearly kendo seminar, which we will have again, hopefully in 2022. My fingers are crossed. Fingers crossed. Antos. (laughs) Back then, were you old enough to have
0: attended any of them? Yes, I was, and when I got the text from Sensei asking me about it, I thought, oh, I should go and look back in my karate notebook and see if I had anything. So I looked in my, not in my notebook, but I have a little other file area, and I looked at the book that I was given from it, and uh, it was nice to look back on that. Oh, yeah, the little handouts. Uh, And there were some cool pictures in there, too. All right. With all that in mind, start us out with a brief description. Sounds like plan, Sensei. So kendo is where people practice for and eventually square off in a match. And in that match, they wear gear covering the target areas. And I will say it gets very hot (laughs) sometimes. It it does. Of course, right when you put the headpiece on, you get an itch (laughs) on your head. I'm just saying. Okay, but does that not
1: relate to masks today? Okay. Uh, as soon as you put your mask on, you get a hair in your teeth uh-huh. and you're itchy. Us. It's so annoying. Us. That's so true about the men's though. Us. Or you have to go to the bathroom. Something happens. Everything happens. <laughs> so the
0: practicing is where you learn about balance and attacks as well as retreats and defenses. And the sparring is where you, well, hit and get hit.
3: Us. I can relate to that, Landon. Luckily, you are wearing protective gear called Bogu gear, and it is pretty awesome. Yes, it is pretty awesome, this gear. Don't you guys agree with that?
1: Oh, us, uh, Sensei. If, however, you are prone to claustrophobia, <laughs> not oh. a good thing. Oh,
2: no, no. <laughs> can't wait to get the men off then. I read in the Overlook
1: Dictionary that Bogu
0: simply means protective equipment. I love them. And to keep it
1: going, the person doing kendo is called a kendoka. Which totally makes sense, because we call ourselves karateka. Us. Simply meaning a practitioner of, right? Yes.
3: Us. So the kendoka wears a hakama, which is a long divided skirt. You see them all over the movies and anime. I love hakamas. I
2: love to. I love the feeling that we have when we're walking around in Hakamas.
1: Okay. You know how we were doing breaking this week and I was saying, you remember the first time you ever broke a board? Do you remember yours? Yes, I do. Yeah. Sense. It's so unforgettable. But I don't remember the first time I ever put on a hakama. But I, I do. <laughs> do, I do totally remember the feeling of loving that swoosh as it moves. Right, the Us. audience is going to have to Google that one because it is a divided skirt. Us, Us and- but what can you say about it? Us, and it's
0: very hard to tie. I remember in one of the seminars, you have to wear it and you have to know how to tie it. The pride that you get when you are done tying it correctly is is it's great joy. Us, good, good one. But
3: let's get back to the protective gear. Us, and the protective gear, the bogu, consists of head covering called a men, the chest piece called a doe, the thick cloth groin protection called the tara, and the gloves, which are called the Kote. Us, one way or
1: another, we'll get a picture on Twitter for you guys. Either we'll get some, or we'll take pictures of our gear. That's a good idea, Landon. And to repeat for the 107th time, <laughs> get it? <laughs> 107th episode? We're all over the web at Wildcat Dojo. We're on Instagram at Wildcat Dojo Conversations, or you can email us at dojoconversations at AOL. We really like it when you guys give us feedback, so please do it.
0: And we also really like it when you give us ideas for future shows. Or if you want to be a guest on a show, you are always welcome. It's a pretty simple process, right, Sincere?
1: Yes. And secretly, it is a little bit of fun. Lots of fun. It's a big secret. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, guys. We're going to get back to kendo. We're not going to take a lot of time to sit here and name all the targets and all the strikes. It's really a simple Google search. So if you're interested, just look it up. Yes. With that in mind, Sensei Jackie, where are we going? Well, Sensei,
2: let's pick it up with a little bit about the sparring. Gokaku Geiko is the term for when two students of approximately the same skill level are training or
0: sparring. That's very cool. And we looked up the rules, which were both very simple and complex. Hmm. That sounds weird. So do we want to keep them simple or do we want to keep it complex?
1: I vote simple. I vote that way too. Me too.
0: <laughs> we read in more than one source about this. So Kendo matches have a 10-minute time limit. A competitor wins when they've scored two points. So if one competitor comes out and immediately scores two points, the match is over. However,
1: the whole match won't go beyond three points. Can you guys see that math? I can, but it is complicated, isn't it?
2: Us. You really hope you have a a respectably good referee. <laughs> right. <laughs> <Us>.
1: <laughs> so to conclude, if the 10
0: minutes ends with only one point being scored, then that competitor is the winner.
1: So it's a very complex situation even though we kept it simple. It is both simple and complex. You were right in your first analysis. <laughs> And it's similar to regular sparring matches, right, guys? Us. Yes. Okay. I got to keep us moving, don't I? Yes, <laughs> yes, you you do. That's your job. That's like my whole job. <laughs> <laughs> if I don't keep us going, we're never going to get to the poisons, which, spoiler alert, they aren't poisons like hemlock and arsenic. Although, <laughs> Sensei, you do want to do a series on that too, though. <laughs> True. But for now, let's keep our focus on kendo because we're
3: nothing if not ADHD. Us. Yes. <laughs> Start me out, please, Sensei Jerry. Oh, Sensei. Most sources agree that kendo developed from the lives and practice of the bushi, the warriors of ancient Japan. But the link to modern day kendo is found in the Edo period when armor resembling modern day kendo gear was created, as was the shinai built of bamboo.
0: Oh, Sensei Jerry. So if you listen regularly, which, by the way, you really should, you know that. And she does. Um, You know that I'm the king of controversy on this podcast. We know. So I'm going to add that we read that some of the internet folks argue that Kendo was established in Korea before it was brought to Japan. As with most controversies, we're cool either way because, number one, we've easily established that the same thing was happening all over the world all at the same time. We showed it in swords, archery, wrestling, and on and on. We really did, didn't we? We did. Yeah, yeah. And number two, no one can argue that kendo is associated with the Japanese culture. So there you go. All
1: right. We already kind of explained the shinai Remember at the very beginning during the Sensei Rob story? Yes. But give me a little bit of a background on that, please, Sensei Jackie. I'll be glad to. We're going to keep it super basic again. A shinai
2: is built of four pieces of bamboo wrapped together with leather. And as you heard from Sensei Rob Carbone's story, there's a leather tiff on the end. There is also a string attached the full length of one side of the shinai. The string must be showing. In fact, it must be 180 degrees from the strike in competition. That is how the judges know the competitor hit with the symbolic blade
1: edge of the shinai. And you, you know what? Everybody can go to YouTube and see some kendo matches if they've got the time. But back on track, and I'm inching my way to the poisons, I promise. There's a society called the All Japan Kendo Federation, the AJKF. According to them, success in kendo isn't just about physical skill and being successful in competition. So let's go over what other traits they mention as important. Well, Sensei, one was deportment, which is how someone
0: conducts themselves, acting respectfully and within the rules. Us,
3: and another was the development of the sense of social responsibility. I like both of those. Yes. Me too. And also,
1: they mentioned the development of
3: a steadfast
1: mind. Now, we have a close love of that word steadfast, don't we, guys? We certainly do. Because one of our black belts, also coincidentally, another sensei, Rob, is named Steadfast Fire. What a cool name. Oh, it's so
2: cool. And just in case everyone doesn't know what it means, I looked it up. And it means
1: to be resolutely firm, unwavering. Ooh, nice. That's Okay, and that's a great way for us to segue to the second half of the show. Before we jump into the four poisons, can we jump backwards one step and go to... Honor Athletics, of course! Our go-to sponsor, She's the Best. And I'm going to be in a backwards day and say, when you use her as your store, please remember to say Wildcat Dojo for your 10% discount. Us. And I'm going to give you the phone number to either call or text.
2: 770 945 5150. She stole it,
0: my number from me. And <laughs> that's what they do these days. <laughs> they just
1: hog in. <laughs> or you can visit them online at arnaathletics.com. Thanks, Cynthia. And thanks to everybody who supports her. Us. All right, poisons it is. Let's start out by saying that what they mean when they say poisons are kind of things that distract you from the focus of your life. Would you agree with that? I would sense it. Us. And I can understand the use of the word poisons. Everybody in agreement on that? Yeah. All
3: right. Let's name them. Us. I'll start. Surprise. Kio. And I'll take fear. Ku. Yuck. I got stuck with doubt.
1: Gee. That was a yucky one. Sorry about that. <laughs> Thank you. And I'm going to finish it up with confusion. Mm. Waku. Let's talk about each one of these individually. Us. Okay. So censor Jackie, what did you start us out with? I started us out with surprise. Okay. Anybody want to go first or am I up? Surprise, I'll go first. Nice. (laughs) See, we got a joke out of it. (laughs) I I just I had to do it.
0: (laughs) So I think surprise is the biggest thing that people don't think about when they come to karate. But surprise is literally karate because when you're in a fight sparring, when you're in self-defense, you don't know what's coming next. Surprise really ties into karate that you have to just be able to, quote,
1: go with the flow. I'm going to add that surprise is part of every minute of every day, mm-hmm. right? Oh, but the poison then of it is letting the is surprise, surprise distract, distract you. you and take you away from your focus. Correct. In fact, there's a really famous karate saying that I not long ago heard on television, which always disappoints me, that says, treat the unexpected as if you expected it, Us. right? In my mind, I changed it a little bit. And what I say in my own mind is treat the unexpected and the expected the same. Mm-hmm. And that's a little simpler for my brain to pick up. It makes a lot more sense. So both with a calmness, you know, when you can, because mm-hmm. that's the whole point, right? Just to try to be calm and focused. That oh. is the point. And then forgive yourself when you weren't.
0: Mm, that's hard.
1: <laughs> yes. Easier said so than done. <laughs> We don't um, segue from forgiveness to fear very well, do no, we? No, we don't. So, but fear is a real thing, and that we've talked about on this show tons of times. Us, definitely. I think the thing, the takeaway with fear is that as a poison, it would stop you from continuing. So, where a surprise distracts you and makes you maybe lose a second where you could have gotten something done, fear actually physically holds you back. <laughs> and so, our job is to practice continuing forward in the face of fear so many times that it's a muscle-memorized event. Oh, no, sense. yes. Yeah, yeah, I, I totally agree with that. Agree, That's sense. a really good explanation. Face your fears, it. move forward. So much easier said than done. I, I, it's a, it's I believe we could make a song yes. out of that. Yes. <laughs> yes. Okay, where are we headed? Doubt. Uh, doubt. Wah, wah, wah. <laughs> Do you think doubt they mean before, during, after, or all of the above? Always. So you mm. think, all three, I think all three? I think all three at all the times. All, I
3: think all hmm. of it, Sensei.
1: Yes. So don't doubt yourself. Don't hold yourself.
3: You know, hold yourself
1: doubting back. yourself beforehand would be giving in to fear. Right. Is correct. Mm-hmm. Doubting yourself during would be losing that opportunity to act, and then doubting yourself afterwards is a gigantic waste of brain space. Yes. It's like that it buyer's happened. remorse.
0: Oh, nope. I
3: like that.
0: It's like it happened. You can't go back.
1: Don't
3: yes. let it rob. It robs you. So you just have to forgive yourself. Exactly. You yeah. forget <laughs> and forget. Yeah. Well, you never forget, Landon, but you but forgive. But that's not true. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> you forgive and you move on and you shouldn't forget because, forget because remembering helps you do better, do the, better, next better the next yes. time. So, right. It's true.
1: one thing to remember and learn from and it's another yes. thing to obsess. And I'm like talking at a full table of people who can be obsessive. Us
3: Absol- well over here. For myself <laughs> sense,
1: okay. well this half of the table is okay. I think this right here is it Us. is absolutely difficult to let something go. Us. They can sing it all they want, doesn't make it any easier. Nope, nope. All right, <laughs> and that takes <laughs> that was that was a funny one, okay? That was good. <laughs> it is very Elsa-esque. Let it go. I froze on let you. It go. No, 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 no. No. Okay, in that confusion. Ooh. Let's go on to confusion. I didn't look confusion up in the dictionary, but it's kind of like a busy mind without a point. Oh, definitely. Yes. Let's see. You're going to look it up for me, Landon? Good.
0: So there's two really cool definitions, lack of understanding or uncertainty, Mm -hmm. and the state of being bewildered or unclear in one's mind about something. Bewildered is a very interesting word. Yes, it is. What do you think?
2: Well, I think that in a kendo match, or any match, or any match, to be confused takes you away from the point of what you're doing, and so it, it is the ultimate distraction. I agree, I and agree, I. But true. I think all of these, you know, confusion brings self
1: doubt. Self doubt yeah, brings. That's fear. what I was going to say, and I think it's a mesh of everything together. Okay, I'm going to give you an exact example. and You tell me if you think this one works. So it, it's one your first or your second time ever sparring. And you kind of know how it goes because you practiced, right? Right. So you allowed yourself to get caught in the scoring, mm. right? right? And you're looking at the flags and they're calling the thing and you're not not—you're not sure as the spar if they gave you the point or the other person the point and they say fight again. But you're still working through the confusion of the point and therefore you lose another point yes. because you're not in the fight when they say fight. I think oh, that's and an sense.
2: excellent view yes. of it. And it goes
1: back to doubt. Great example. Sure does. And yes. it also goes to only be focused on the millisecond, which just like we said about everything else is ridiculously harder to do than it is to say. Yes. Yes. So So um, before we go, I just want to say real quick that although I 100% respect the four that they picked out, and we've kind of even mentioned the fact that they intertwined so they could encompass other words, couldn't they? Yes. Oh, sense. On a personal note, do you have some kind of a distraction that you work on more than those four or that you've noticed in teaching more than those
2: four? There's one that I've noticed. I hope I'm not an example of it is the distraction of arrogance, which I have Mm. seen when people come into a match. Good Mm. one.
1: And don't you think that one relates to the
3: um, distraction of ego? I was oh, exactly. Say to say that, that. Sensei, because yeah. that's exactly where I went with that. Yeah. And ego. That,
1: and I think because our style so works on the dissolving of the ego, or if that doesn't work for you, the containment harnessing. Harnessing good. And maybe we can relate it back to these other things. Because if you're working from a standpoint of ego, you're working on the judgment from outside. So therefore, it's easy to get confused or be doubtful, mm-hmm. right? Sure. Oh, oh. or surprised.
2: I
3: mean, I'm this- excellent. And usually, it would come from fear.
1: Yes. Like fear
3: of the judgment. So yes. Good one. Yeah. I think it's an, a real commitment
1: to be who you are and not get obsessed with what people think about you. And be okay with who you are.
0: Yeah. Yes. And that's something we see a lot in today's society. And we did
1: back in from the beginning. Let's that's, just pretend we were alive in Greek times, Sensei Jackie. And back when we were kids, <laughs> Socrates was teaching us. <laughs> yeah, and they said his toga didn't fit. Back in the day. Because <laughs> you're right. It, it's always been. Although I will give you this. Social media does make it worse on young. I was going to say the destruction of technology. Oh, good one.
0: You're in a fight. You're in a fight. You're in a fight. Bam. Yeah.
1: You get distracted. Sorry, that was a lot of thought.
2: Yeah, I got, yeah. A, I got an alert on my watch.
0: Wait, hold uh, on. Hold on, hold yeah. on. One moment before you throw that punch. Let me see. That's a really good one, That Landon. is a
3: really good one. And it's coming from a current mindset where we may, electronics were not relevant in, in our youth. younger years. So that's a very good example. And us, yes. Even if
0: it's not on your body, you're fighting, you're
1: fighting, you're fighting, you're fighting phone rings. Yeah. Mind shuts off. Yes. That's true. Yes. And you know, I love this saying that Master Collegian instilled in us, what you do a lot of you become very good at. Yes. That's just such a key. And I think Landon is an excellent example of someone who tries really hard to balance. He's not a technophobe, so he doesn't stay away from it. Oh my gosh. But on the other hand, he puts it away and thinks about other things in life, has many, many different types of interests, and has, since I've known him, which is a really long time now, tried to focus, tried to be in the moment he was in, as we all do. But we didn't grow up on technology the way he did. Keyword mm-hmm. tries. Oh, it's yes. not, not easy. That's
3: all of us tried. That's, that's all it is. And it's that's it. Somebody yep. wakes up and it's just there. You. It's, it's, a, it's a progress. <laughs> and if they do, progress. can you
1: please? Please. Well, we all want to tell them. Yeah. I wonder what that would be like. That would be funny. Because <laughs> I bet it's not all it's cracked up to be. I don't know if it would be that nice. I, yeah, that's what I'm saying. I, I bet I the know. adventure is in the trying. Absolutely. Okay, so I don't know if all the hype for the poisons was you know we lived up to it or not. I think on our side we did, because that's on our side we had a great time we had discussing an awesome it. Awesome time. That's what I'm And if you have kendo stories or stories of anything to do with poisons, mental, emotional, or otherwise, give us a holler out. Us, definitely. I want to thank you for being here.
3: Oh, thank you so much. It was so much fun, Sensei Jerry. Us, thank you. So much fun over here. You'll do it again? I will absolutely do it again. Yes.
1: Now I'm happy. (laughs) Now I'm excited. We kept one of them. (laughs) Coming back. Watch out. (laughs) And I think we've gotten all our business done. Well, we could probably say one thing. Let's say
2: subscribe. We would love it if you would subscribe. This is our
1: third year, and we'd like to have three times as many subscribers by the end of the year. And please leave a review. Thank you. Those are good ones. Thank you very much. And on that note, we're going to start our goodbyes. Bye, everybody. What a pleasure. Oh, so it was such a fun day. Thanks, everyone, for coming. It was a fun day. Yes. With a smile on my face, I'm signing out.
3: Thanks for being here. Hope you join us again on Wildcat Dojo
1: Conversations.